0: Ben's usually with us on Mondays and Fridays, but there's just so much news related to uh, Dan Quinn's coaching staff rounding into form. Uh, I thought it would be easier to have one of the people who is following the hire-by-hire detail jump on with us. Uh, Ben, as always, joins us courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books, download the BetQL app today or visit betql.com follow ben on twitter at ben standing or on x uh subscribe to the athletic god it's totally worth it uh to, just to read uh ben's coverage of the team and as i mentioned um there's a really good story that josh robbins who covers the wizards out on kyle kuzma and the potential trading of kuzma a week ago um, i thought it was interesting anyway uh but ben joins us right right now so can you just for the purpose of everybody kind of uh you know, having the ability to say, "All right, what do we have in total right now, and what's left?" So I'll let you kind of give us the entire staff, and then talk about the holes that he still needs to fill.
3: Yeah, it's probably easier to say what what remains open. Of the main p- position coaches, running back and defensive line coach are the two uh, main ones that are open. Just in between the time you asked me to come on. And right now, they've made um, another move, or at least we've learned of another move. I reported that they they hired uh, Tom Donatel, who was the uh, with the Chargers the past three years, working with their secondary. He is the new defensive backs coach. Washington previously hired Jason Simmons from the Raiders. He'll work with the secondary, but he's also going to be their pass game coordinator for the defensive side. So they are pretty much... Done. I mean, again, just those two positions, and then obviously there's the various quality control coaches or assistants to certain positions. But like, those are the only two left. Um, Randy Jordan left the organization to go to Tennessee, so that's definitely open. Uh, Scanina is still around on the defensive line, but you know, I don't know that they're looking to keep him. But hypothetically, they could choose to just stay with the uh, the in house option.
0: Um. Okay, let, but but let's walk through it. It's Quinn, it's Kingsbury, it's Witt Jr. Sure. as the coordinators, it's Larry Correct. Izzo as the special teams coordinator, and then it's Bobby Johnson as the O-line coach. I'll come back to him in a moment. It's Brian Johnson as an offensive assistant, uh, as part of the offensive staff. Tavita Pritchard is staying as the quarterback's coach. They hired Bobby Ingram, um, to be a wide receivers coach, David Ray to be a tight ends coach. Uh, they've got this guy Pagano to be a senior defensive assistant. Ken Norton Jr. is a linebackers coach. Ryan Kerrigan is staying. And they added um, Sharif Floyd from the Cowboys staff to be an assistant D-line coach. Man, it seems like he was just in the league a couple of years ago, or last year it almost seems like. So um, did I miss anybody? Uh, no, Simmons, you that. already talked about Simmons and Donatel. By the way, is yeah, Donatel uh, Ed Donatel's brother? Uh, son. Son. Okay. Yeah, this Ed. this
3: Donatel's 34. Uh, that one, the the dad is in the 60s. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, look, uh, you know, you never, as we know, you never know how these things are going to go. I think the the things to note here are one, you know, interestingly, the only holdover so far, Kerrigan, Pritchard, and Ingram. Are people who were not part of the original Rivera staff? Like they all came out last year, Uh, so I don't know if they're staying because they they each had another extra year on their contract, or they just felt, hey, these guys are really good. But whatever it is, they're staying. Um, Also, you know, we obviously all we all noted that Ron Rivera brought over basically everybody he's ever met in Charlotte to Washington, uh, both not only the coaching staff but the front office. It's a very different look here. Uh, Obviously, Dan Quinn has got people he is familiar with. You mentioned uh, some of the Cowboys staff on defense. uh, Cliff Kingsbury, like the the new tight end coach, Rail is somebody that has been on Kingsbury's staffs in the past, so the connection there. Um, Everything comes down to, you know, how does everybody work together? But at least in this case, they're not all sort of beholden to the one guy, right? There are checks and balances Kind of all over the place. Most notably, Adam Peters in the front office. So this is not. And look, some of them might be circumstances. Maybe Dan Quinn, if he had his brothers, would have just brought every single person who he had with him in Atlanta and Dallas, and called it a day. But that's not how it went down. And um, you know, I, I think having that, bringing people in from different scenarios, different systems, as long as they can all play well together in the sandbox, like I think that's a a good way to go, and not just have, you know. The people who were with you when you uh, got fired, basically,
0: of the people that were on the staff last year, Kerrigan and Pritchard, we know are staying. You had mentioned Scanina, the D line coach, who was very, very well liked by uh, everybody out there and the players. But the guy, the name that I always heard, at least this year in particular, was Christian Garcia, who was, you know, on the defensive staff. He was a DBs coach and. I had heard from multiple people during the course of the year that he was a rising star. Is he on the staff or did he go somewhere else?
3: Uh, I don't know that he is anywhere. They haven't. I mean, other than Kingsbury and um, uh, uh, Wit, they have not announced anybody else. Everything else is just based on reporting, and you know, for all I know, to be honest, like I don't think they have thought, figured out the RB and D-line coach yet, but they may have already determined some of the other people like Garcia, but I don't know that for a fact. And, uh, you know, I I don't, I don't know, you know, the rising star thing. I mean, sure. Maybe uh, we'll see. Um, You know, I don't know. I'm
0: not sure about that one. Jennifer King obviously got a ton of attention when she was here as the first female position coach or assistant position coach. I'm assuming she's not on the staff anymore.
3: I don't think so. Again, haven't been announced, okay. and I still don't have the RB coach yet. I'm not seeing that she would be uh, in position for that. But, no, uh don't know that one. But I'm going to assume she is not back, or I'm guessing we would have heard something by now. All
0: right. Uh, we are talking to Ben Standig. Uh, Ben's got a podcast called Standig Room Only. You can listen to that. I think we're done talking about the coaching staff at this point. I mean, really – It's kind of like the hiring of of a never before, you know, heard of until a year and a half ago assistant GM. We don't know what the fit will be here, but you've got to trust that Dan Quinn of the coaching candidates probably, right, Ben? Probably had the best presentation when it came to assembling a staff.
3: Yeah, well, look, I mean, he, you know, if he thought he was going to be able to bring over these guys from Dallas. That that he was able to, then that's you know a pretty good start. Considering Dallas's defense has been one of the league's best the last few years. Obviously, it would be great if they could bring Micah Parsons over as well, but um, that's not how this works. So yeah, I mean I think that part works. You know the, the, the Kingsbury deal is I think the one that's so so interesting. Was he always you know Quinn's number one? Was he would he have preferred somebody else? But just for whatever reason, couldn't get them. Obviously Kingsbury almost went to the Raiders. It appears. So how did that switch occur? Um, You know, I think that one's interesting because he's definitely, you know, whatever anybody thinks of Dan Quinn relative to the other head coach options, I feel like Kingsbury is the more polarizing of of the choices because there's some, you know, potentially good stuff with what he's done with quarterbacks, going back to Patrick Mahomes in college. But, you know, his record as a coach kind of, you know, ordinary. And, you know, I don't think his offenses were – Like he didn't have offenses that were lighting the league up like the way, say, Ben Johnson has with the Lions the last couple of years. So what does that mean? But, uh, yeah, I think overall we kind of have a feel for for the staff. And it's just now a matter of, you know, hopefully Dan Quinn got the guys that are going to work well together and uh, get this thing going in the right direction.
0: Did I ask you this the other day? If I did, and I'm being repetitive, my apologies, but will there be introductory pressers for Kingsbury and Joe Witt Jr. or not?
3: Whether you asked the other day or not, I can tell you the answer is yes, they will be tomorrow. We just found that out in the last half an hour. Uh, so, yeah, those two were talking tomorrow. I didn't actually notice if Izzo was uh, talking or not. But, yeah, at least it's the offensive and defensive coordinator will speak with the media tomorrow.
0: That'll be interesting. I mean, with respect to Kingsbury as much as, you know, even more so than Joe Witt Jr., who is coming to work for a defensive Head coach Kingsbury is going to have a lot of responsibility. What are the questions that you think are most important to find out? You know, to get answers from Cliff Kingsbury on.
3: Yeah, um, you know, I guess you know what's going to be the you know tell us about your type of offense. You know, do you have like a plan or are you already sort of incorporating one around the pieces that you have, Terry McLaurin, Brian Robinson, etc. Um, obviously, we're going to somebody's going to ask about worked with Caleb Williams last year and, you know, to whatever, you know, they're not going to answer uh, the the idea that they want Caleb Williams here, but, you know, what was that like? And, and, um, you know, what do you think about Caleb Williams in the pros? And then, um, you know, also like, you know, why Washington, when it looked like you were going to the Raiders, you know, what switched there, uh, I think, are some of the things and, you know, with, with wit, I think it's a matter of look, I mean, obviously, you know, however you phrase this, John Allen and Deron Payne, were not up to their usual, we're not up to their prior standards last year. What did you, you know, what, what can you do to, to get them back? And then, you know, same thing with the secondary guys, Forbes, Quan Martin, St. Juice, et cetera. You know, what, what type of defense, I guess we have to ask man or zone, right? That seems to be a big issue the last few years here. Uh, so what, uh, yeah. what are you going running more there and how are you, you know, how do you think you were able to, to help those guys uh, improve their play?
0: Yeah, I mean, Kingsbury's not going to tell you, oh, my God, I took this job because there are two of the three that I love. So whichever one Chicago doesn't take, we're going to take. But I, he's not going to give much on that. He might give you something on the type of quarterback that he prefers. And I think it's going to be interesting to find out what his level of input will be uh, on the quarterback acquisition front. Um, which, you know, if you're sort of going in order, the first thing to find out would be what does he think of Sam Howell. He's certainly not going to say anything negative about Sam Howell. But I wonder if Kingsbury – I would gather – I would guess that Kingsbury is going to be reviewing and discussing and he's going to have a voice in who they take at number two. Do you do you agree with that or not?
3: Yeah, for for, for sure. I mean, look, you know – Adam Peters is the one we presume is going to be in charge of all personnel choices, but, you know, it doesn't make sense to draft a player who doesn't fit with what the plans are from the coaching staff. So obviously these things have to work in tangent. The fact that all the quarterbacks are mobile, I think, um, you know, makes it perhaps a little bit easier if if, Kingsbury is going to run this sort of high uh, up tempo offense, That he did with with Arizona, and you had a mobile quarterback. You know, I don't think I think all these guys have that capability. You know, some more than others, but none of them are stiffs back in the in the pocket. Uh, So that helps. But yeah, I mean, look, he's going to have to have some say. I just, you know, for me, the matter is always you brought Adam Peters in to be the personnel guy. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Don't let the coordinator or or, you know sway you too much.
0: Um, So yeah but they've talked about this collaboration since the Adam Peters, you know, hiring and an introductory press conference as it relates to the quarterback specifically is that, you know, we'll start to have those conversations once we have our head coach hired and we've got our staff hired because it will be collaborative. So, I mean, given that they ended up hiring not Ben Johnson or Bobby Slowick but Dan Quinn, the guy that would have of the coaches a significant voice, I would think, would be Kingsbury. Not that Kim, Quinn isn't going to have a big voice uh, as well. Um, we're talking to Ben Standing, of course. So I just pulled up uh, Ben on Twitter um, to, uh, and I just noticed that you commented, and I have not read it. Um, Barry's Verluga's column on Monumental, but I I I spent fifteen minutes at the top of the show talking about this and how actually a lot of my listeners anyway, are kind of apathetic or, or have grown a little bit weary on this subject altogether, in part because, look, the teams are losers. You know, T- Ted's a little bit off on the um, the, the feeling for his teams, but uh, it sounds like from your tweet you'd like to weigh in just a little bit on this back and forth between this mammoth, behemoth, monumental sports entity, uh, D.C. and Northern Virginia. What do you want to say?
3: <laughs> well, I mean, look, I do think this ties into the commanders because obviously if D.C. is – if D.C. really does lose the Wizards and the Caps, I would imagine their push to get the commanders goes up even more so. Sure. Right? Like even people who might have been objecting on the D.C. council might say, well, now we have to do something. So that could push Washington, the commanders to the RFK side, and it could be the reverse if they stay because you know now th- you're back to where you were before where people – saying maybe we don't need to, to spend that money uh, for a football stadium. Um, look, I would just say that, you know, my, uh, it, it's hit it's Ted Leontis's business. He can do with it what he wants. Obviously it, the, 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 the paying public is a, is a big part of that because they're the ones who are, you know, putting the bill in a lot of ways. I, I think my biggest issue and what I tweeted was like, and Barry mentioned this as well, just stop with, the have, trying to have it both ways. You are making a business decision that is going to screw DC. It is impossible to to deny that, but he keeps trying to yeah. just admit it. You're, 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 you're making a business decision. You also think that this will be better for the wizards and the cap fans down the line. And, you know, from the beginning, he easily could have just blamed all out of this on mayor Bowser, because clearly DC did not, was not uh, ready to go with this, you know, w- w- you know. They, I don't know if they were – didn't think that Ted would do this or whatever, but, like, they were very sort of last second uh, with their uh, announcement to how much money they would put forward. It didn't come till after Leonce has made his announcement. By the way, simultaneously it appears – and it's felt this way in real time – that the Ted's announcement with Virginia was, felt premature. Uh, and, and clearly some of the Virginia politicians have now stated um, as much. So, you know, look, I, I – am Whatever he's gonna do, he's gonna do. But you know, I, I think I think what's what's informative for this is that as a Wizards person, more than a Caps person, I've been saying a lot of this stuff for years. That he says we're gonna do everything we can to win, and the actions never come close to viewing it that to to to, to being that way. The Capitals fans, I think, are now starting to see. Hopefully, that it's been the same thing for their team too. They just had Ovechkin, and you know. They had just, still you know, a better situation of talent. But, um, you know, the last what, five, six years in particular, like this thing has gone nowhere. They're not making the playoffs. They're not doing anything. They're not winning series. And it's because he has the same mindset. He's saying he'll do whatever it takes to win, but the actions don't reflect that. And uh, I think, you know, I think kind of that's what's happening here. And uh, like I said, I just wish he would just say, look, or it's too late now, but I wish he had at the beginning had just said, look, I'm making a business decision. This is the deal. Sorry, it's going to, you know, mess with dc but this is what we're doing
0: yeah i i I agree with all that i think just a little more self-awareness and reading the room a little bit better and a little bit of humility would go a long way or at least some of the way for him What, what you said at the beginning though is so true like if if sports fans in dc were given the option right now washington's football franchise moves back to dc the rfk site but Caps and Wizards go to Northern Virginia. You can't have both. It would be 99.5% to a half percent. See ya. We'll pack your bags for you. Get the football team back to RFK. Uh, that matters much more um, in the in the larger scheme of things. And I, I think sometimes he doesn't understand that. Uh, or maybe he just doesn't care. Who knows? Uh, good job. I'll talk to you later. Uh, look forward to it. too. Uh, John Oran's going to join us. We'll talk some sports media, the Super Bowl numbers, maybe get his take just on, I don't know, <laughs> all, of the, all of you just said, stop talking about this move. We don't care. Talk about the, the fact that Kirk Cousins is the favorite to come back to Washington. We'll get to that next hour. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980 and theteam980.com.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.